So the big question is this, how do young men like us, who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to The Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back. Alright, so right off the bat, before I forget, yesterday I talked about asking, I I talked about this feature in this podcast editing software where it you can remove the silence. And so anytime that silence that I just had right there, that would have been removed. So anytime there's silence, then it removes it. And I don't do that because I want to keep the authenticity of the podcast. But I do use it as a marker because it says how many silences, like how many moments of silence there were in that specific episode. And a while back, I used to get like 800, maybe a thousand. And yesterday I told you guys that I would say in the next episode, excuse me, I would say in the next episode, how many silences were in that pre- that one, episode 55. And so I checked and it was like 338. So that's, I consider that pretty good. I'm not sure what my record is, but it's probably around there. I don't think I've ever broken 300. But that is uh, one of the little things that I'm measuring along the way. But I want to talk to you guys about this one movie called Gattaca. Now, I'm in school right now. I'm finishing up senior year. And I'm taking this class called Humanities. And in this class, we're learning all about like perfection. Just like... I don't really know what the general term would be, but like human things. And we're watching a movie right now called Gattaca. And it's about this guy who lives in a society where people can basically genetically modify their kids so they can basically choose for their kid to have like the most optimal genes. And so I, we were watching it and I was just thinking about like, while I was watching that movie and he had this impossible, impossible seeming goal where he wanted to go to, he wanted to like fly in a spaceship. And so that was his goal and he he was living in a society where it basically was not possible for him to do it because he was not genetically modified and there's like discrimination between genetically modified people and non-genetically modified so what happened is he was basically working towards the goal and along the way Many people, like everyone was saying, this is impossible. You're not going to be able to do that. It's never going to happen. But he didn't listen. And he just kept his goal in mind and kept moving one foot in front of the other. And so now that I'm studying, like I've been studying transurfing a lot, reality transurfing. And I'm able to like see many different principles throughout my day. Like for example, in my gym class, we're going through this one unit where I'm learning a lot about specific things. I'm not, I don't really want to disclose the details, but I'm learning about specific things. And while I'm learning, I'm like, oh, that's a transurfing principle. This is good. And it's the same while I was watching that movie, The Gattaca. And this, like, I was able to see all the transurfing principles and that's like a very good 
thing because it's showing that I am beginning to actually understand and incorporate transurfing into my worldview. And that's like huge. That's huge for me because if I can connect, if I can make connections with things like on the external world or things that I'm taking in, if I can make connections to transurfing, then that just strengthens my understanding and really just widens my perspective. So it's really valuable to not only read Transurfing, but study it because I've only, I haven't even finished my second time reading it and I've already made this much progress and I definitely plan on reading it many times throughout my life. All right. So let me get some water. So maybe a week and a half ago, I did, maybe one or two weeks ago, I discovered this thing called the gateway process. And the way I discovered it is actually, I've actually been talking about this a lot on my recent episodes. So if you've heard the same story many times over, I'm sorry, but it just shows how excited I am about it. So I'm going to tell the whole story from the start for context. I was reading Transurfing and I was kind of like looking it up. So I've, I'm halfway done, maybe a fourth of the way done with my second read through on Transurfing. And so I was naturally, I was very into learning more about the book and more, more about the worldview. So I was Googling online and I was looking up like, reality transurfing, or I was just looking up different things about transurfing. And I stumbled across this one website called The Most Beautiful World, and it was a reading list, and it was called The Ultimate Reading List for Human Beings. And so I started reading it. It was like a blog post, kind of, where he he wrote an article, and then at the end, he put in the reading list. And so in this article... He was talking a lot. He was talking that spoke to my language. He was talking about how there's more to the world. There's more to life. And he was also talking about how transurfing is the foundation to this reading list. So basically the first book you should read before you even start the reading list is Transurfing. And so for context, I had read Transurfing and I was in the middle of reading it the second time through and it absolutely changed my life. Like it destroyed my worldview and set me up for success in my life. And I knew how valuable it was. Like it was the most important book that I've ever read like the the most influential and impactful book I've ever read in my life. So naturally, once I saw that this was the foundation and he'd read that book as well, so he probably had a similar experience to me. If, if I saw that this book was the foundation to this reading list, naturally I'd be inclined to r- read the books on the reading list. So I read through and he also said that he wrote his own book, which was a culmination of the past three years of of his experience, which includes all of those books on the reading list, as well as a three-year-long road trip. Yeah, he went on a road trip that lasted for three years. That is insane. And that's like that kind of insanity is the kind of stuff that has shifted my life for the better. When I listen to people who I think are insane at the time and I apply their information, then my life absolutely transforms for the better. For example, I thought it was insane. There's this YouTuber named Hamza. I thought it was insane that he basically like cut out his phone usage. Like he does not use his phone unless he has a purpose. I thought that was insane. But I followed him and listened to his stuff, and then it radically transformed my 
my worldview. And as a result, now I haven't used my phone in like three days. And I just think that that's normal. It's just normal to me now. I'm not like stressing over my phone anymore. And so this is all like, this is all, this is basically how you grow. You find someone who you think is insane and you basically follow their principles, but you have to find someone who you think is insane where you think you could actually benefit from their stuff. Like I knew that the phone usage was bad. And so that's why, but I was addicted to my phone. So that's why I thought that Hamza was insane. And so what I did was I followed him and did it, listened to his stuff and applied it. And then I cut out my phone. So I basically got that result. So that's basically what I'm doing with this reading list. I thought that it was insane that he went on a three year long road trip, but there's definitely a reason why he did it. Like no normal person can go on a three year long road trip because that takes a lot of effort and a lot of like discipline. And so that is definitely insane. And I didn't realize it until now that that is probably why I'm listening to this guy. So I, I was looking through his first reading list and I read through that entire reading list. Like I read the titles and his like thoughts on the books. I didn't read the actual books yet, but read through it all. And I came to the conclusion that I wanted to read it. I wanted to read that entire reading list. And so I bought his book actually which wasn't even on the reading list. He just kind of plugged it in before he posted the reading list. And then I bought the first book on the reading list as well. And I actually told myself that I wasn't going to read any books until I finished Transurfing because the last time I read a new book after I was done with Transurfing or before I was even done with Transurfing, I didn't go back into it until like a couple months later. So that's basically where I'm at right now. I'm waiting for to read Transurfing before I read those books. But I couldn't help myself, and I actually read the introduction to his book, the guy who wrote that reading list or compiled the reading list. And in his book, he was speaking exactly how I wanted to hear. Like He was speaking to me, basically. And the way he was speaking was, was just spoke to me and it was very, like, it was just exactly the type of person I, I want to learn from. And in the beginning, he actually, in the introduction to his book, he actually put in like a, a picture of a document and then the, it was captioned. I saw it and it looked like weird font. It kind of looked like a government font. And then I read the caption and it was, he said, there's nothing like putting a declassified CIA document about time travel in the introduction to your book. And so when I read that, I instantly read the document and I did not even understand what the document was saying. And cause it was just like this one paragraph that he cut and paste into the book so I didn't have like the proper context and I was like, okay, wow, that is, that's interesting. Uh, and then I didn't really think I kind of thought about it a little bit more and then I kind of forgot about it, uh, when I, until I woke up or I forgot about it that night and then that morning after that until I kind of was telling my friend about how I read the book, like the introduction to the book. And I actually like, it kind of spilled out of my I was in the zone while I was talking to him and I just said that he put a declassified CIA document in the intro while I was explaining it to him. And then that made me thinking like, oh, I kind of want to look into this. And so I looked for it and I discovered that it was called the analysis and the assessment of the gateway process. And I actually recorded an entire episode, not an entire episode based on this, but I recorded an episode where I talked about it. It was episode 45 and it was how a declassified CIA document 
changed my life or something like that. And so basically I read through, I printed out that document and then I read through the entire thing and it definitely like expanded my knowledge for sure because I've developed this ability to not throw away information that's outside of my worldview because I read Transurfing. So now instead of instantly dismissing information that's outside of my worldview, I kind of, I don't dismiss it and I actually take it in and interpret it as is. And so I read it and it, a lot of the stuff in that document, like or I don't know if coincided, I don't even know what that word means, but it basically went, like there was a lot of transurfing principles in that document. So that I knew that that stuff was legit. And as a result, that document was called, it was talking about the gateway process, which is a, a, a thing. It's by Monroe Institute. And it's basically like guided meditation with hemi-synchronization, hemispheres. It's like hemi-sync sound waves. So it basically is a guided meditation with noises that basically unify the left and the right side of your brain and allow it like unites them and allows them to achieve higher states of expanded awareness, basically. So naturally I bought the first like wave. There's eight waves in their at home training kit of the gateway experience. And so I bought wave one and it didn't come, but well, I bought wave one and it, I bought the CD because I don't want to have to listen to it on my phone or my computer. So I bought that CD and then I didn't have a, I didn't have headphones or a CD player. So I bought, I spent like $180 that day buying the CDs. It's like the wave one, which has three CDs. And then I bought headphones, the same headphones they use. And I bought a CD player. And so the actual, the, what's it called? CD didn't come. It, it was supposed to come anywhere between Monday and Wednesday. And by the way, today is Tuesday. So it's supposed to come anytime between Monday and Wednesday. And then yesterday or on Saturday, I, So since I bought it through Amazon on Saturday, it said that it was delayed at customs. And so I was like, wow, that's weird. And then it was still delayed at customs. Even yesterday I checked again and it was still delayed at customs. And so I just assumed that it was going to take like a whole week for it to come. But when I got home from school today, I saw the package at like outside of my room, outside of my door. And so I got really excited and tore it open, read the entire like packet that they gave and I haven't started it yet. And I plan, I definitely plan on doing my first like experience right after this episode and I'm going to have my first experience. So I will definitely let you guys know about it tomorrow on tomorrow's episode. And I will actually have had two practices. So I'm going to practice two times a day because I always meditate two times a day, once in the morning and once at night. And so I'm basically just going to practice the tape two times a day, one in the morning, one at night. I might change it because if I fall asleep, oftentimes during my practice of practicing this in the past like week or so, I found that I fell asleep like very easily at nighttime and at morning because one, I just woken up or two, I'm about to go to bed. So that could be something that holds me back that I might have to change. So that's basically where I'm at right now. And I'm definitely going to dive deep into this stuff because I know that this stuff will just the way they talk in the booklet. It's all about like, self-discovery, self-improvement, 
learning, like expanding yourself. There's just the way they talked. I really liked. And so I know that this stuff will basically help me along my journey of self-discovery and self-improvement. So I'm going to go deep on it, but also I want to completely shift the conversation. I want to talk about how a couple weeks ago I declared that I will increase my bolt score for many reasons, which basically means that I'm going to become a more efficient breather because my breathing is very bad. And I was working towards it, and then I went out of town, not last weekend, but the weekend before, and my breathing was absolutely, like, destroyed. Like, I lost all my progress. And then I kind of been passively working my way back up, but I realized that I'm not consistent, and I'm not really practicing as I should. So for context, I have a morning routine and a nighttime routine, where I practice different things every single day. And that allows me to get the consistency. So one of the things that I practice every single day is balancing on a medicine ball, which basically allows me to get more balance and better balance. Now this is huge because balance is good for your life, but I'm also doing it to become a better uh, surfer. And I realized that I I wasn't going to, ever practice with it unless I added it to my morning routine. So I added it to my morning routine. Now, for some reason, I didn't, excuse me, I just sneezed. But for some reason, I didn't think to add it to my morning or nighttime routine until just recently. And I'm talking about my breathing, like breath work exercises, breathing exercises, because this breathing, if I can make my breathing better, that will be a huge game changer. Like breathing, objectively speaking, improving my breathing is more important than improving my balance. Yet I've paid much more attention to improving my balance than improving my breathing. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I realized that I need to add it to my routine and I reread the last, like one of the last chapters of the oxygen advantage the other day, like a couple weeks ago, like the day before I left for out of town, not last weekend, not this past weekend, but the last, and I reread the, like the last chapter, which bit or one of the last chapters, which basically had a, summary of like the programs that you could follow and one of the programs that I found was the easiest to follow which was actually for my target audience which was like kids and teenagers and it was basically to do the nose unblocking exercise like three times a day for eight sets each or something like that I could be getting this number wrong But lately I've been doing the nose unblocking exercise for maybe like one or two sets a day. If anything, I would usually just do it during my bike ride one or two times. And for context, the nose unblocking exercise is you basically breathing in and out normal. So you breathe normal and then on your exhale, you hold that exhale down. So you don't breathe back in. You just hold your breath after the exhale and then walk and then count your paces. So count how many steps you take until you have a strong desire to breathe. And then once you breathe, you should control your breathing immediately. Like do not pant, like don't, don't like breathe. And you should breathe through your nose when you take your, when you breathe and especially your first breath. So what that does is it's actually meant to unblock your nose, but I am actually doing it to increase my bolt score. And he actually said you can do it to increase your bolt score as well. And if you do that like six times, it will unblock your nose. It'll clear your nose. Like if you have a runny nose or a congested nose or something like that, it will actually unclog your nose. And so I was doing that like one time every day maybe. And sometimes I'd miss it. 
Like I was not consistent at all. And even today I wasn't consistent. And so what I came to the realization was that I need to add it to my routine because that's how you become successful at something. You add it to your routine. And so I, I'm thinking that I'm either going to wake up 10 minutes earlier or make the, or take off 10 minutes from my studies. I haven't decided exactly what, but I am definitely going to be adding right after I shower, I'm going to get dressed quickly. And depending on the weather, I'm going to be walking outside barefoot and shirtless. But since it's becoming fall and winter time soon and is coming, I'm probably going to be walking just barefoot maybe. And it's going to be at like 4.30 in the morning where, because that's when I'm done showering. And then I'm basically just going to walk around my block, which will take like, I'm going to time it the first time I do it to see how long it takes. But I'm basically going to time how long it takes me to do eight sets of that nose and blocking exercise. So basically you walk and then you, until you have the strong urge to breathe and then you breathe again. But then you take like a one or two minute rest and then you go again. So I figured that each time it will be like, actually maybe it'll be 20 minutes. I don't know. Maybe it'll take 20 minutes. In that case, I'll definitely have to wake up at like 3.30. I don't know. We'll see. But that whole exercise is huge. I'll just walk around outside and do eight rep or eight sets. Because I know that improving my breathing is huge because it lowers your serotonin, which makes you more awake. And it also allows you to be more healthy. It increases your energy levels. There's like the list goes on and on of reasons why you should improve your breathing. And there's like no, I don't really know of any reasons why you shouldn't. And the only thing that's stopping me from improving my breathing is simple like laziness or just me not having like the motive, not the motivation, but me just not putting enough effort or attention into it. But that's going to end soon. And I'm going to, I'm going to test out tomorrow with my current routine and then see how it affects everything to follow that. Let me get some water. All right, so I want to talk about this thing that I learned this morning. And it I, in Transurfing, I read it through the first time very quickly, like 50 pages a day towards the end of me reading. And reading Transurfing 50 pages a day is a lot. And I retained barely any of that information. And it's obvious that I didn't because... I forgot about the entire, like the longest chapter in that book, which is called Dances with Shadows. I'm pretty sure it's called that, but Dances with Shadows is basically, it's the longest chapter in the entire book. And that should point towards like a pretty obvious thing that maybe that's one of the best chapters in the book and maybe it's the most important chapter in the book. And so I just started it this morning and... Right off the bat, the first thing that I learned is huge. I learned about how boredom does not really, it's not really a thing. So boredom is basically, so here, let me explain this first. Every human action, every animal action comes down to one thing. And that one thing is not like the urge to reproduce or the need for survival. That one thing is the desire to control one's own reality. That is what stems from all human behaviors, the desire to control one's own reality. Now, 
this is basically like the stem of all actions of animals as well. And so what, what humans tend to do is they try to control their reality straight on and they try to use inner intention is what it's called. It's basically they try to directly influence the course of events in reality. And what this does is it actually is not, it, it kind of goes against what the world actually wants for you, kind of. Let me, let me explain. So you're kind of fighting against the world if you use that method. And this method is what most people do. And so what Transurfing offers is a completely different way. And it's a way to allow the world to meet you halfway and allow the world to do it for you, kind of. And I'm like, I just read this this morning. So bear with me if I have not really gotten my thoughts like straightened out on this topic. But basically when people realize that they can't control reality, because they're using their own intention. They're using inner intention to control reality. They're trying to, they're trying to influence it directly is basically what they're trying to do. And when they realize they can't do that, they still need to fulfill this desire to manage their own reality. So what they do is they play a game instead. They play the game of playing, which is what kids do. Or if you've grown up and you've been like socialized into this conditioned into this way of thinking by society, they play the game of work. Like I'm doing important work. I am working on my, I'm doing work for my career. And that's basically what they do so they can fulfill that urge to feel like they're creating their own destiny or like controlling their own reality. Basically they play a game. And what happens is people become immersed in the game of life. So they become too immersed and they become too immersed in their roles. So it's basically an actor of a movie is aware that they're just acting. And so they can do it with a, like a grain of indifference or emptiness because they're just, they're aware that what is happening in the show of that they're acting in is not real so they don't really place emotional attachment to it now if an actor were to get too immersed they would forget that it's not real and they become immersed in the game and they start playing the game and this is basically what happens when this is and this is what happens when they realize they can't control their own reality so they find a way to control their own reality by creating a game with its own set rules and script and set outcome that they can know what's going to happen and they can control. Now, what boredom is, boredom is basically the absence of controlling your own reality. So anytime you're not controlling your own reality, you feel bored. So... I haven't gotten very far into the chapter, but just talking about it right now, I kind of made the connection of a lot of the times people, like when you're first getting into meditation, you're bored. And I was like, I was definitely feeling this a couple of weeks ago. And even like today, I think a lot of times I get bored when I'm meditating and that with this new knowledge, that boredom, basically, now I can become conscious of the fact that or aware of the fact that boredom stems from me not fulfilling my desire to influence the world or me not being able to influence the world or I don't know exactly. I'll have to touch on this more tomorrow. But if boredom stems from that, well, then I can change my relationship because I, a lot of times I think that meditation is not. All right. Well, obviously, since I get bored during meditation, I feel as though I'm not controlling my own reality. But what I can do is now that I know the principles of transurfing, if I get bored during meditation, 
I can simply just remind myself that this is allowing me to become more effective at controlling my reality. And then the boredom may disappear. So I don't know exactly how, what I'll do moving forward, but I'm going to start being conscious of the fact that boredom simply is not controlling reality, me not controlling reality. So maybe boredom is actually a good thing because when people strive to control reality directly, their results or their, like what comes out of that is actually very damaging and very bad for them because what ends up happening is they just dig themselves into the hole and they have a hard time getting out. That's basically where I'm at right now in transurfing. And I've got a couple days until I get that. I got a couple days until I'm done, or a couple weeks actually, until I'm done with the book. And also, oh, I just realized as of the time that this recording is going to be uploaded, this when this podcast gets posted, I'll be 18. My birthday is September 17th, so I'll have been 18 for like two days, I think. So that's huge. Like that is one of the milestones of my business journey. Like all of summer, I've been kind of preparing for me being 18 and I would actually, I actually like counted the amount of days until my birthday. I would count like, oh, I have 70 days until my birthday or oh, I have 60 days or 50 days. And it's because I basically said once I am 18, I'll be able to collect payments because I'll be able to have a payment processor. Now, in hindsight, that, that was all like just me using an excuse not to get after it and not get the work that needs to be done done. And it doesn't really change much now that I'm turning 18. I'll, as of now, my plans may change as things progress, especially once I get into this gateway experience, which I want to talk more about. This gateway experience is a deep meditation. So the first set, the first wave is all about focus 10. Now focus 10 is the first state of like expanded awareness. It's basically body asleep, mind awake. So your body is asleep, but your mind is fully awake and aware and, and focused about what, what is happening. And so if you can imagine that you're basically, your body is completely asleep and, but your mind is aware. So you can like just meditate very deeply. And even in that first stage, I predict that things will get beneficial because, or things will change for the better because I've never been in an expanded state of awareness before. Like the deepest meditation I've ever had was, I talked about it, I think on episode 20, maybe around there. And that was the deepest meditation I've ever had where it was a very sunny day sun was beating down it was very it was warm out and me and my friend were at the park in the grass and we were just laying there shirtless and barefoot and we just laid there and meditated on our backs laid on our backs and meditated and i got in so deep of a meditation i kind of discovered that there was stages to meditation now i had no idea I just like realized this. I hadn't really looked into it or researched anything about this beforehand, but I kind of realized it and came to that epiphany and conclusion that there were stages to meditation. And I had gone through a few different stages at that time. And so I was, that's kind of the conclusion that I came to that. But now that I know about the gateway process, this is actually a real thing about how there's actually stages to meditation. And the deeper you get, the more expanded your consciousness is and the more aware you are. And that's like, that is awesome. Like that is so awesome to me that I, w I was able to get into that state without the gateways, like without hemi-sync. 
Now, after trying to replicate it, I was not able to replicate it because I, I feel like there's many different factors. One, on that day, I was extremely relaxed and I was laying in the grass, in the dirt, like in the grass. And so my body was able to kind of like, or the grass was kind of able to like shape to my body. So I was able to have like the perfect laying experience. Whereas every time I try to replicate it, I'm in my room on my tatami mat where the mat is firm and hard and my body can't, the mat can't really shape to my body. So that is one of the reasons. So I couldn't really get into so deep of a relaxation. Another reason is maybe the sun helped. Another reason is maybe the, there's this thing called grounding where you basically are standing on the ground of the earth and you're, it's like very beneficial for us. It's very healthy for us to do. So maybe the, uh, the grounding helped. There's many different reasons, but now that I've got hemisync and also all of these stars aligned, like many times throughout my life, I'm kind of in a period of not really knowing what's going on and many different things accumulate. Like recently I accumulated many different things. So I had accumulated my blanket. I got a new blanket, which is a cotton blanket. It's, and it's a light. And then I accumulated, I just accumulated a lot of different things. And then I didn't really know how they all lined up until I, the, after like just before I was recording this podcast where I was reading the, the booklet that came with the gateway experience tapes that I got. And it kind of aligned because that that blanket that I got has a purpose for this gateway experience. And then the other blanket I got, like my room is perfectly formed for the gateway experience. And so that is one way of the stars aligning without me realizing how. And this brings me back to what I was talking about yesterday. I was talking about the the forest analogy. So basically when you are going towards your goals, so the path towards your goals. So the setting is a dark forest. So you're in a dark forest at nighttime. You can't see anything, but you're given a torch and you are also given the general direction. You know, the general direction of where your goal is. So, you know, your goal is like Northeast, but you don't know the exact coordinates. So you and you have a torch and you can only see like one step in front of you. That is basically, that's life. This is, I'm describing life and moving towards your goals right now. And so transurfers, what transurfers do is they know the direction of their goal and they carry the torch and they just start walking towards their goal, placing one foot in front of the other. And every time they experience an, a problem, like let's say there's a snake on the in the road. They instantly reduce importance, change their relationship to that problem, and then the snake will slither away of its own accord and they allow the the event to play out of on its own. So they don't try and chuck the snake away. They don't try and kill the snake. They try and let the snake leave on its own. And then as they keep walking towards their goals, eventually they get to the point well let's all right first of all while they're walking towards their goals they're also visualizing their like what they're visualizing themselves as they've already achieved the goal so that's allowing them to attune their brain ways like their their energy their mental energy to that goal's frequency and then it's allowing them to walk towards that goal now, while all this is happening, this is basically you traveling across the alternative space. And while the most effective means of traveling across the alternative space, which in this case is the dark forest, the most effective means is to follow the coordination principle, which is to remain balanced, go with the flow, 
uh, interpret every single event as positive. Always have a positive outlook on situations. Uh, release your grip of control. And there, there's probably some more. I f- I'm blanking on it right now, but that's basically coordination. It's basically go- going with the flow and allowing allowing yourself not to know the right path forward, like allowing yourself not to know the, the path forward. And that like, there's no way if you're in a dark forest, there's no way you're going to know the exact path. Cause you've never been through this forest before. You've never been towards your goals. So you don't know like the right path forward. And so you're walking through a dark forest and you can only see so far as one more f- step in front of you. Because that's how far your torch lights up. So you're you can't know. You're like it's impossible for you to know the the path. Like you can't see that far ahead. But the mind tries to come up with the path. So imagine how absurd it would be if you were walking through that path in a dark forest and your mind created like this whole plan. Oh, there's going to be a branch right there. There's going to be a bush right there. There's going to be a, a river right there. And then once you get over there, you realize that none of those things are like that. Imagine how absurd that situation would be. There's no way for you to know. But this is exactly what people do in real life. They, and me included. You can even go back on this podcast. And I'm sure I'm still doing this today. Like even on this podcast, I'm still getting over this bad habit. You, everyone, like most people do this where they try and create an entire elaborate plan. Their mind tries to foresee all possible like situations and outcomes and failures and Like there's no way for the mind to be able to calculate every single outcome or even calculate the most optimal path forward. Like the, the only the world knows the right path forward. Only the world knows where those branches are, where the river is. Only the world knows where you're like the path towards your goal. So just surrender to that fact and then go with the flow. Just place one foot in front of the other. Anytime you encounter a snake, reduce your importance, change your relationship to it and allow the snake to leave of its own accord. Like don't try and kill it. Don't try and manipulate that situation. Don't try and control it. Release your grip of control. And this is, this is basically how we should be. Oh, okay. This is another principle of coordination is to unify the heart and the mind act in accordance with the heart and the mind. So listen to your heart. This is another analogy I gave yesterday where imagine if you tried to bike a hundred miles. Okay. That would be pretty hard, but it's definitely doable. Now imagine trying to bike where your back tire was spinning in a different direction. It was tilted to the right a little bit and then your front tire was tilted to the left a little bit imagine trying to bike like that now that probably wouldn't work very well it would take you maybe 30 years to get 100 miles it'd take you a long time now how can you move more effectively well you simply just unite the front tire and the back tire and get them in agreement you unify them and align their desires and align their interests and their feelings and thoughts into one direction. And once you can do that, your bike is optimal and you're moving. You can travel a hundred miles in a day. That is basically what we're doing in a day to day basis. Many people don't listen to their heart. And as a result, their heart and mind are facing opposite directions and they're, they're basically doing different things. And by the way, the heart and the mind is the right and the left side of the brain. So the left side of the brain is the mind and then the right side of the brain is the heart. And this stuff is all the right side feels and knows things. And then the left side analyzes things from the external world and is like logical and uses reasoning. And this is actually scientific fact. Like this stuff is facts. You can look up like what is the functioning of the right hemisphere of the brain and what is functioning of the left hemisphere of the brain. So 
I actually haven't looked that up. I just learned it in the CIA document. So I'm actually going to look that up today just in case it's not even true. I'm, I'm sure it is true because I learned it in the CIA document, but that is, that's basically your brain. So the functionality of the brain is to perceive um, information from the external world, take it in and interpret it. Now there's actually a second functionality to the brain. So the, the brain has two basically roles, like two things that it's responsible for. One is to take in information and analyze it, interpret it. But the second is to listen to the whisperings of the heart. So the left side is actually supposed to listen to the right side because the right side has some valuable input because it has feelings and it feels and knows things. So it can give you intuition and it can give you some very good insight. So whenever you're making a decision, just remember to listen to the rustle of the morning stars, which is to listen to the whisperings of the heart. Listen to your gut, listen to your heart and listen to what it's trying to say. Now, I had always assumed up until today that the gut and the heart are the same thing. But today I questioned it because I was actually talking to my mom about it and she is very into Enneagrams and I'm not, I don't really know what an Enneagram is, but just from what my mom and my dad have talked about it, it's basically like a personality test, I think. And there are three types of people. One is the person that listens to the mind. And then she showed me this graph or this chart in the, in her Enneagram book. And the one is, is the person that listens to the mind and then the other is listens to the gut and then the other is listens to the heart. So that got me thinking like maybe the gut and the heart are different things. I'd always assume they are the same, but I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to look more into that moving forward, but I don't think it's of great importance at the moment. So I'm not really too worried about it, but that's just something that I kind of learned today that, or that I came to the realization of today. Maybe or maybe not it is like true or not. I don't know. Who knows? But looking forward, I'm really into I'm really excited to get into this gateway stuff and I'm very excited to get into this reading list because if there are two things that I think are going to change me moving forward is the gateway experience and the reading list. Those are the two biggest things that are going to push me along my growth. And also, I see the improving my breathing as improving. I, I don't see it necessarily as changing me as much as improving me to make me more capable and higher functioning. So when I'm talking about the gateway experience and I'm thinking like, this is going to expand my consciousness, like allow me to see things and know things that, and expand my beliefs and knowledge base. Like it's so hard to explain. And I have just learned through reading about this stuff and I've not, I've never really applied it. So it's not until I actually apply it and have some success with it until I truly become knowledgeable enough to actually talk about it. So, excuse me. That's why I keep on giving like vague, like descriptions about this gateway experience because I don't really know what it's going to be like. And they also said that everyone's experiences is different. And so drop your expectations. So I'm, I'm avoiding having expectations on how the results should play out. But this gateway experience is really going to be monumental in the shift of my life just from the things that I've learned. And maybe that's an expectation as, as well. But sorry, I just had an interruption. I, I just saw my dad walking down the stairs and I don't like to speak while people are... Uh, in the stairs or people are listening and I, I I was in the zone but I just got dropped out of the zone so I was talking about the expectations 
for this is going to be different. And this, or like I should drop the expectations on how it is even going to change my life. And the second thing that will change me is the reading list because reality transurfing has changed my life. Over the six months ago, I got reality transurfing for the first time. And over these past six months, my life has been radically shifted. Now, in six months just from one book, my life has been radically shifted. So if that guy recommends reading Transurfing first, and then that will, basically what he's saying is read Transurfing first so you can build your foundation, build a strong, steady foundation. So I've read it twice, or I've almost read it twice now. Excuse me. So now I have a strong foundation. And so basically what what is now is you read the reading list, which is you basically building a castle on top of this foundation. So now, right now, at this moment, I have a strong foundation, which is going to be even strengthened by this, these meditations, the gateway experience. So I have a strong foundation. Now it's time to build a castle. It's time to build a mansion on top of this foundation. And I'm very excited to see how my castle will turn out and only time will be able to tell. Like I'm not even going to start reading these books until like October and it's November. It's it's almost halfway through November right now. So I'm not even going to start reading these books until October. So not even until next month. So you guys won't even be able to, (laughs) I say you, you guys aren't even going to be able to experience like this stuff, but I'm not even going to be able to experience this stuff either yet until October. And I'm just holding myself back right now because I want to finish transurfing. Like, like I said, it's the foundation and I want to really make make sure that I'm take, I'm not taking it for granted. And I fear that I am lately because I'm trying to read like 20 pages a day or I'm trying to get a bunch of pages in but I'm also still studying and also lately I dropped out the meditation after my study session so when I first started doing this study session I would study and then write down a lot of notes and then I would do a I would do a like a quick five minute meditation at the end to kind of consolidate and lock in all of this information into my brain and that definitely helped. And then I kind of cut it out for some reason. And I wasn't really conscious and aware that I cut it out until recently when I was kind of like, oh, why am I not really remembering much of this stuff anymore? So this morning I actually added in that meditation again, the five-minute meditation, and the results were very good. I actually remembered a lot more of the stuff from the reading. So I'm not going to cut that out next time, and I'm definitely going to do that again this morning and that's basically that's like where I'm at with reading right now and but before I even start that reading list I'm gonna try and finish transurfing by uh before I leave for Florida so I'm I'm leaving for Florida on the 26th for Funnel Hacking Live which is a live event that is hosted by ClickFunnels and it's basically the Russell Brunson is basically the one who is like hosting it and he is the guy that I've been studying a lot about entrepreneurship and marketing and stuff like that. And so I'm going there and the theme of this year is going to be the linchpin, which is basically uh, shifting your business structure from single payment to continuity with like reoccurring payments. So shifting from a one-time purchase to a membership program. And he actually wrote a book about it, which is called the linchpin. And I have it in my closet and I never read it. And I'm planning on reading it on the plane ride to, to funnel hacking live and the day before just to prepare me best. So to wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show.
But before you guys leave, make sure to remember the Eagles.